Ah, I'm going to the store, gonna get a handy from Jones, eh? Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Indecorous comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy podcast, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. In front of me, we have Bobby D. Yo. And behind me here, we have Ian. Today, we're going to be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news. We'll be deep diving into the indecorous history of crooked preachers. And we'll close it all out with indecorous Nebraska state laws. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome our guest today, Mr. Brian Penn. What? Oh, man. Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, cooler introduction. Hi, I'm Brian. Thank you for having me. It's always good when the guest is the one that's most excited about welcoming the guest. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I haven't seen you in a second. What have you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, living, loving, lifing. Well, I mean, living is quite the feat these days. It really, yeah, I've been staying alive. Yeah, that's pretty good. Every cough sends me into a panic attack, but you know, other than that, staying alive. By the way, one of the greatest sequels of all time. Did you know that, Brian? I know you're very young, so you probably don't know this, but staying alive no. is the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, and it's one of the greatest. It's better than Electric Boogaloo. It's uh, yeah, that's breaking too. Electric Boogaloo. Wait, isn't that that alt right group, the Electric Boogaloo boys? Well, that's where they, that's that's where they get Boogaloo is because Electric Boogaloo is the sequel to Breaking, and they are trying to create a sequel to the Civil War, and that's why they call oh. it the Boogaloo. I mean, that's such a cheery sequel name. Why you gotta ruin it? Bro? Yeah, they ruined it, and then sometimes they call it the Big Igloo. That's what they call it sometimes because. They don't want to get dinged by the FBI for saying the word boogaloo, so they call it the big igloo. We're getting into that deep alt-right shit here right now. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, let's keep that on parlor. All I'm trying to say is Staying Alive, the greatest sequel of all time, starring John Travolta, directed. Guess who directed it? Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Sylvester Stallone. Right, exactly. Now... Brian, we start out the podcast answering listener questions, okay? Unfortunately. So, yeah, we like to open the show with questions. They're sent from our millions of listeners around the world. Whoa. Yep, we accept all questions sent to us, but we really have an answer for any of them. So this first question, it comes from Aaron. And actually, this is a little bit related to what we just discussed. Aaron is asking, how can I start my own cult? Interesting. Well, first off, what you're going to want to do, I would go, you know, it's so hard to break into cults nowadays, but you want to start with a religion. Okay. All right. You start with an honest to goodness religion. Um, Jesus, though, that's that's the hardest part is finding an honest to goodness religion. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Apparently. An apparently honest. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, it's not get hung, hung up on syntax. And then slowly you need to start having sex with your practitioners and it will then just naturally become a cult. So religion, throw in some sex, and you get a cult. That sounds pretty accurate to me, man. I, although the only thing I would disagree with is that you don't even need the religion because as Donald Trump has proven, all you need to do is run for president and you, that's the cult right there. 
Some would argue that starting a religion is a touch easier. But yes, you could also run for president successfully. True. Yeah, and I would also add that really the first step, if you think about it, is using code indecorous at Wix.com. Yeah, that would do it. Too, yes. <laughs> I want to have sex with you already. That's always the best way. I'll just say, I think a good recipe for success here is you sprinkle a dash of narcissism okay. with a touch of delusion, mm -hmm. and then you season it with a little bit of fraud. And most importantly, scrape the bowels of 4chan and just take the random fucking comments and then build your Bible off of that. Do a little sexual molestation and you're good to go. 4chan going old school. All right. That sounds about right. I was thinking that's where a lot of these late, like, you know, since the Internet has become a thing. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like since the, like it happened five years ago. It's been fucking, what, 25 years now since the World <laughs> Wide Web? Like talking about fucking showing my age here. Well, since, um, since the World Wide Web, at least. Before that, you had you had to like fucking actually build up your cult and then have to fly them all to Jonestown and all that shit. <laughs> now it's a lot easier. But yeah, you can just go to one of these forums and pick up whatever conspiracy theories being thrown out there. I I would argue. Well, let me put the question out here. Do you guys think it's easier or harder now to to start a cult? I would say it's easier. You got more reach now. Yeah, more reach. But I guess the possibility of getting shut down, like getting nipped in the bud for some, you know, you can get like me too early on and that could really throw a wrench in the operation. Oh yeah. You get a ban from Twitter or Facebook and now you can't get the word out. Is Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of crazy to think though, that somebody could have just listened around to just general complaints in like a rural bar in Alabama five years or so ago and that, that the idea they heard then you could have started a cult based on that. Yeah, that's true. I think the main question is like starting it or just trying to start it. I don't think is that hard, but it's how do you convince people to fucking actually? You got to be super charismatic, I would think, right? Yeah. You got to be one of those that, like a car salesman, like a very good car salesman, where you just convince people, hey, I got this shit figured out. Yeah, dude, try, try to collect the money to get the people to pay you. That, that's that's a bit of a trick right there. Yeah, and then the other part is like Brian said, like fuck your disciples. But I mean, you better fucking convince them hardcore. I mean, I I have a hard time with that, and I'm not even trying to start a cult, trying to convince people to have sex with me. Well, see, that's your problem. You're not trying to start a cult. If you were, it'd be yeah. actually easier. You get a catalyst. Yeah. yeah. First, you start the cult, then you get the bus. Right. So you're doing it all backwards. Okay. Okay. So start the cult first, then right. get the pussy. Yeah. Look, you got to put the cart behind the horse. Like Ian is behind everybody else. Right? <laughs> There's an order of operations. And just so we're clear, so step one is find a religion or you don't really create it. You just find one. I would recommend creating it so you could mold it to your own preferences and strengths. But if you could find one and co-opt it, go for it. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So that, that, yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's been said that all the difference between a cult and an organized religion is just how many followers you have. It really is how popular you're... Once your cult becomes popular enough, we start calling it a religion. Yep, pretty much. All right, we got a second question. This one's coming in from Michelle. Michelle is asking, what is something you've always wanted to do but haven't, and why haven't you? Start a cult. <laughs> well, why haven't you then? You can go to Wix.com. That's right. You got to go to Wix.com, promo code Indecorous. That would be great if somebody actually tried to do that. They went to Wix.com, put promo code Indecorous, and it charged them more. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I'll, I'll fill this one um, from my side. I haven't staged even, uh, stage dive before. I think that's something I've always aspired to do, but it's kind of like a trust fall. But the difference is with the trust fall, people are wanting to catch you. That's like their, their, their game. 
with a stage right. dive, the people don't want to catch you. You're just sort of attacking yeah, yeah. and hoping that yeah. you can dive faster than they can get out of the way. Yeah, but real quick, did you start that sentence by putting stage dive in the past tense as stage divin? I was I was thinking about it, then I kind of stuttered for a second and looked like an ass, and then I try to turn that around, and hopefully with the power of Carlos's liberal-friendly editing, he can fix me, but uh, knowing Carlos, he's going to try to make me look like an asshole. So. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if the best part about that is that Ian said that or that like I didn't catch that at all. I just went with it. <laughs> Charles, if you could just loop that piece of audio, so when he says it, it goes like five times in a row. Yeah. Staged. Oh, I would. I would never mess with the editing of this podcast. <laughs> how, how dare you suggest that I would put anything that wasn't in the actual podcast in the podcast? <laughs> I take offense to that. I'll tell you what I always want to do, but haven't done it. Is uh, I've never had a threesome, Ooh. and the reason I haven't is because nobody wants to have a threesome with me. So two two boys, one girl, or two girls, one boy. Two girls, one boy would be, and then hopefully I'm the boy. I'm thinking <laughs> the way I picture it. Yeah, not just you in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's just not me taking pictures. But even still, that could be pretty cool. I mean, if it's <laughs> nothing at all, and the people having a threesome are attractive enough, I guess I, I've done worse things. I mean, they know you're there. Hopefully, it's consensual. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm not just peeping Tom that shit. But yeah, how about you, Bobby? You got anything you haven't done? You want to do? I want to like travel the country in an RV, but that's that's like a you know, it sounds like a retirement dream. You know? Well, why haven't you? Just because you're not retired? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, and I don't have the RV yet, so that'd be a that'd be a big hurdle. Yeah, yeah. So it's really just trying to break up the RV money for that. We don't have enough Patreon subscribers to buy me an RV yet. Maybe just get an RV and then use it as a Airbnb. That's how you pay for oh, it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, rent out the bathroom. Rent out, yeah, yeah the bathroom or one of the beds, and, and then uh, that's how you end up paying off the RV. Yeah, I'll just, you know, maybe I can find one, like, uh, from Breaking Bad that had meth cooked in it, so it's discounted. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, fuck it. Well, if it still has meth in it, yeah, that'll pay for itself. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be worth the, uh, the poisoning. For sure, for sure. Now, this last question comes from Jocelyn. She asks, why are there so many weird crimes in Florida? Now, I I have a theory about this, and it's, I didn't come up with it, but it was I read this once. Because that's the thing now, right? Is Florida man, Florida woman. Oh, yeah. It's a, big, it's a big thing. But the theory that I read was that it's not really that Florida has more weird criminals or people. It's just that at some point within the last 10 years, Florida passed a law that made it a lot easier to release crime data to the press. So it's like we are hearing about it more from Florida because it's a lot easier for journalists in Florida to fucking put all these stories out where a lot of other states don't have that same kind of freedom of disclosure. I was going to say that, but I was worried it would be too boring, and uh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I boring has never stopped me from saying things on a microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going the mullet crime per capita theory. I think that mm. because Florida does have like the highest mullets per capita it stands yeah. to reason they would also have the highest crimes per capita. That's on the census, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's like a... Yeah, a, that's right. Got a mullet, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know how you would count that statistic, just period. Like, how do you have, how do you count that there's more weirder people in fucking Florida than in any other state? Do you not have mullet? You know what I, I think it's got something to do with, though, is because I feel like Louisiana is also... Uh, a little, has some weird crimes, too. So it's got to... It's like the swamp states, you know? Yeah. If you're... It's your proximity to a swamp. Well, 
it's living amongst alligators for most of your life. It's got to do yeah. something to you. you know? That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good baseline of crazy that you're dealing with all the time. Do you yeah. think it actually? You know, okay, well, that makes sense for people that were born and grew up there. But do you think they also attract crazies from other places? Well, yeah, I mean, you agreed to live in a state known for its dinosaur population. I mean, you're probably open <laughs> to doing some wild stuff. Yeah, I guess so. That because that is what most people take into consideration before moving to Florida is the dinosaur population. We're gonna move on to our next segment. This is indecorous news. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. All right, this first story, Ian. I'm gonna let you start it off. All right. Headline is, former Israeli space security chief says aliens exist, humanity not ready. According to retired Israeli general and current professor Hayam Ished, Israel has made contact with aliens, but this has been kept a secret because humanity isn't ready. Speaking in an interview to Yediet Aronot Ished, who serves as the head of Israel's space... Well, served, served. He oh, doesn't ser- anymore. Served as the head of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years, explained that Israel and the U.S. have both been dealing with aliens for years. Yeah, this guy... I didn't even know Israel or any country really had a space security program, unless they're just talking about, like, satellites up in the... You know, just regular surveillance satellites. So is Zahim Eshed Jeff Goldblum's Hebrew name? <laughs> it can be, Ian. It can be. And he's aged so gracefully, am I right? I mean, that dude oh, looks yes. lo- lovely for whatever. For 85, yeah, yeah sure. Something. We should spend the rest of the podcast talking about how we want to fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. But specifically how we want to fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, that's very descriptive. We should have named the podcast We Want to Fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> But yeah, so apparently this guy used to head the Israeli Space Force, I guess. And he's saying that there were aliens and that they knew it and the U.S. knows it. Here, Bobby, you can tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, The 87-year-old former space security chief gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the U.S., which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe. Uh, This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. This I find, well, I was going to say this I find hard to believe. I mean, the whole thing is hard to believe. But this guy is saying that we actually have a base on Mars where Americans have gone. I like that it's not enough that it is on Mars. It's got to be both secret and underground. Yeah, right. Like you think it'd be hard enough just to build a base on Mars, let alone have the fucking build it underground. Well, I mean, you'd want it underground to protect from the radiation and uh, micrometeorites. That actually that that holds water. Oh, is that is it because like they don't have an atmosphere that won't? Very thin. Yes, very thin, and no magnetosphere to protect from solar wind. So, and well, I mean, the other part of it too is that if you're going to try to keep it secret, you would want to do it underground. The the part that I find least likely is that we sent people up there and then just nobody noticed. Well, I guess maybe they just... They did it at night. No, <laughs> that's what it was. They wore dark clothes at night. How, how did I not think of that? <laughs> they made the spaceship black. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
There's too many TikToks going on. It didn't make the news. <laughs> did it like the sky and the ground, so it blended in. Brian, you can do this next paragraph. The Shed insists that Donald Trump is aware of the aliens and that he was on the verge of disclosing their existence. However, the Galactic Federation reportedly stopped him from doing so, saying they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt humanity needed to evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. See, now, actually, this is the part that I believe the least, is that they talked sense into Donald Trump. (laughs) This is the part that I don't believe. They actually reasoned with Donald Trump, and he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you make a good point. I'm going to do the reasonable thing here. As for why he's chosen to reveal this information now, Shed explains that the timing was simply due to how much the academic landscape has changed and how respected he is in academia. If I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized, but, you know, in a very Jewy accent. (laughs) So what he's saying is that he thinks he's got enough respect now that he can say this shit. But I honestly think it's just that he's so old, he doesn't give a fuck about fucking with people. Yeah, the the dementia may or may not have set in. I just think that's a, a common trait amongst old people, dude. It's like that would be actually probably the only thing I would look forward to uh, in getting old is that I don't give a fuck anymore what you think about me. You can cuss out kids, and people just think that you're being folksy. All that shit. You can be an asshole, and there's like, ah, oh, well, you know, he's old. This guy's fucking eighty-seven years old. I think is what this. Yeah, eighty-seven. You can even still have an asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can, and so nobody even gives a fuck anymore at that age. So. You're like, ah, fuck it, there was aliens. Right. Oh, you don't believe me? What, are you going to ruin my life? I got fucking three years left. <laughs> so also, I mean, at that age, it's it could just be fun to make stuff up. Yeah. People equate, you know, your age with wisdom, and they're like, okay, this old guy's dropping some knowledge, and you can just say some wild shit. So, yeah, so I, I think that's more, well, I mean, if I had to put money on it, who, who knows? But if at 87 years old, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just say that there's aliens. He also added that um, today... Oh, yeah, this is just going back to why he why he expressed all this shit. He says, today they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. Oh, see, that's what I said. I have nothing to lose. I received my degrees and awards. I am respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. He's providing more information in his new book, The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Haim Ashed along with other details such as how aliens have prevented nuclear apocalypses and, quote, when we can jump in and visit the men in black. Does anybody think maybe he's saying it now because he's pitching a book? That's exactly what I was about to say, yeah. (laughs) You didn't have the book deal before? (laughs) Yeah, now he's like, oh, so you're pitching something, so now you're saying the crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what I find hardest to believe about all of this is that Carlos has a working copy of Windows XP on his computer. <laughs> he I do not. He did. Why do, how do I don't? What is? What makes you think that? This is clearly Microsoft 2007. I'm Tony, dude. No, it's not. It's 2010. Oh my bad. <laughs> how dare you? I have the latest and greatest in decade-old software. Carlos is on Windows Vista. Oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. How dare you? I have a completely legit pirated version of Word 2010. Definitely Windows Millennia. Windows 3.1. 95. How far can we go with this Windows thing? Uh, it's, it's dead, <laughs> but let's keep going. How would, uh, so what do you guys think? Yes or nay? You think this guy's making this shit up or is it true? 
Well, he might believe it, but he's full of shit, obviously. So you think he actually believes this shit? He's either loony or he's a fraud. It could go either way, though. He was the head of the Israeli space agency, dude. Well, that doesn't really make him more credible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah did he retire or get fired? Well, what's crazy, too, is obviously he's a professor, so somebody still thinks he's legit. But I don't think... It sounds harsh, but I think at a certain age, you kind of have to like realize, all right, people's mental capacity is declining. We can't have you in positions of any kind of power, but that's the way it kind of works, at least in the United States with the Supreme Court. Yeah. If, you, if these motherfuckers don't let go, they can be there till like they're like ninety nine and drooling on the bench. You're just asking for dementia and Alzheimer's to settle some of our most pressing legal issues. That's kind of a recipe for that. Oh yeah. Now yeah. here because when we can jump in and visit the men in black, does he mean into the TV, into a spaceship, into an old dimension? Where is he thinking the men in black are? What what are they? He's thinking. I think he's thinking about the video from Will Smith, Men in Black. Not not the movie, the music video. Not the movie, just the music video and song from the soundtrack. Yeah. Dance with me now. Dance with me. Come on. Come. On. I also Galactic Federation. That sounds too Star Trek to me. Intergalactic Kegger now. Yeah, I would think they would have some other name. That sounds too uh, earthy. Well, in its original Hebrew, it was the Okay, well, that makes sense then. Yeah, that went from Hebrew to Arabic real fast. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was some fucking amalgam. All right, Bobby, you can do the next headline here. An anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy through a window. A member of the European Parliament representing Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban... Fidesz party has resigned from his position in Brussels after he was caught leading what reports described as a 25-man orgy. I think it's funny that somebody actually kept count. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're very specific. <laughs> yeah, I guess somebody had a, a little ticker with them. and they Everybody started... stay still! <laughs> one, two, three. I think they just started counting as they started fleeing. It was like, one, tick, 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 tick. All right, Ian, you can do this next paragraph. All right. Joseph Sahar resigned on Sunday after he admitted to breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend a sex party. The police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including Zahar and some diplomats. The Belgian newspaper, La, I'm not even going to try that, reported the newspaper quoted a local police source as saying, we interrupted a gangbang. So here's a good question. When does when does a uh, an orgy become a gangbang? We interrupt this gangbang to bring you the, <laughs> <laughs> an urgent message. Bring you an orgy? <laughs> we interrupt this. Brian, how do you say the name of that newspaper? Which one? La Danielle. There you go. See, it was easy, Ian. It's French, so you just got to give up on it. I love Carlos's tongue twisters, by the way. It's my favorite gag. This is, a, this is the exact story. So this guy, apparently from... What is it, Hungary? Yeah, they caught him at a gay orgy, which is, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck about all that. But apparently in Hungary, they're very anti-gay. So that's what's fucked up about all this Who shit. Who called it in? And what's that guy's story? Yeah, the 26th man that they wouldn't let in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got our number. <laughs> so the way I read the story is they didn't have a problem with the gay fucking or the large number of people doing the gay fucking. It was the fact that this was during like a COVID lockdown. They were like, oh, 10 person max. Oh. So that was the problem, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, uh, Brian, go ahead. You can do this next step paragraph. 
Orban's Hungarian government has curtailed LGBTQ rights since he was elected prime minister in 2010. Zahar, who fronted in the European Parliament, helped rewrite Hungary's constitution to protect the institution of marriage as the union of man and a woman. Yeah, this is not a news story of homophobes getting caught being gay, but I always delight in these motherfuckers getting caught. It is the best. More like brotherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's right, brotherfuckers. Zahar, a right-wing politician and ally of Orban, climbed out a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter. The public prosecutor's office said a source close to the investigation told Politico that Officers were called after a complaint about a nighttime disturbance. Well, well there you go. That was somebody. There was a nighttime disturbance. I want to hear of, their story. Yeah. That should have been the name of the movie, Nighttime Disturbance. I like that. Yeah, I like that too, right? I th well, the thing too is how... How loud is a 25-person gay origin? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, how loud were they being... Like they just come really loud. Dudes can be vocal during um, intercourse. They, I guess they can be, but I mean, well, yeah, I guess so. If it's twenty-five dudes, <laughs> I think that that can really fucking get loud. No, twenty-five whispery moans that adds up. <laughs> All right, Bobby, can this next paragraph? The public prosecutor's office said a passerby reported to the police that he had seen a man fleeing along the gutter. <laughs> he was able to identify the man. The man's hands were bloody. It's possible that he may have been injured while fleeing. Narcotics were found in his backpack. The man was unable to produce any identity documents. He was escorted to his place of residence where he identified himself as SJ, 1961, by means of a diplomatic passport. Now, now hold on. He had a backpack all of a sudden? Yeah, he had a backpack and his hands were bloody. So I think they're speculating that he might have injured himself uh, fleeing. But, I mean, God knows what they were fucking doing in that orgy, yeah, dude. Yeah, there's no way... To there's no way to tell if he was fisting or not. That could be possibly right. the culprit. Yeah, I think they're being a little bit too generous to him with this shit. But anyways, Sager said he was present at a, quote, private party and apologized after the police asked for my identity. Since I did not have my ID on me, I declared that I was a minister of the European Parliament, he said. The police continued the process and finally issued an official verbal warning and transported me home. I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. That's what he that's what he deeply regrets. <laughs> it was irresponsible on my part. I am ready to stand for the fine that occurs. He announced his resignation as an MEP and asked people to treat the matter as strictly personal to him. All right, so long story short, this guy got caught in a 25-man orgy, which is fucking fine. I don't give a fuck. And I don't care that you're fisting either, although it is concerning that you're getting blood on your head. You know, you maybe know your limits about how far you should be fisting, I guess. Use some goddamn lube for the Something. I mean, I, I mean, I know dudes are fucking animals, but... No, they are. They are fucking animals. Mr. Hand video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alligators in Florida. It's, it's like fist responsibly is all I'm trying to say. Know your fist limits. Your limit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially in COVID times. So mm. I've got a hot take here on this. This guy's from the right wing side, the anti-LGBT side. So it's interesting because we might have found the right wing kryptonite for the first time. Now, it's a little bit of a theory, but hear me out. Mm -hmm. Maybe this whole time they only hated gay stuff in like moderation. So what they really hate is the paltry numbers. Like you give me three or four dudes fucking, that's a sin. That's terrible. But you give me 25 dudes. Okay. That's hot as shit. That's good to go. Oh, okay. It's like go yeah. big or go home. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus was always hanging out with 12 of his boys, you know? I'm telling you, dude, 
I mean, human centipede style fucking orgies, they're cool with that shit. But two or three guys, no, we got to take away their rights. Fuck those people, you know? Well, I, I relate it to, I think they attribute it to Stalin. I don't know if he actually said it, but something about like one death is a tragedy, but a million is just a statistic. It's just a hot time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a big meal. With this one, yeah, maybe it's just that. Yeah, if it's just two or three dudes, that's fucking gross. But fucking 25, man, now you've accomplished something. Right, you're going for it at that point. It's not gay. It's a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the angle that they need to take. It's like, listen, it's not that we hate gays. It's that we hate that the gays aren't trying hard enough. Exactly. <laughs> Conservatives hate laziness for sure. That's what it is. Yeah, these gays need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah. <laughs> when I was your age, we were fucking a hundred dudes. Uphill, both ways. Through five feet of snow. Alright guys, we're going to move on to our indecorous deep dive. We build this podcast as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week we are doing indecorous pastors, which kind of relates to the shit that we were talking about earlier about cults and shit. Bobby wrote this one, so Bobby, I'll let you start it off. So if you're listening to this podcast uh, on purpose and not under duress, you're probably like us in that you can take one look at these shiesty ass televangelists and immediately tell they're full of shit. Uh, You probably also get the same satisfaction we do when these scumbags do something that puts their name in the news and hopefully takes a coin or two out of their Scrooge McDuck style money pools. Tonight, we're going to take a look at some of the shitbag things famous preachers have done. That's a good point. I'm glad you put that on there because, and yeah, anytime I see these preachers on TV or whatever, yeah, because I never actually go see them, I'm always like, how does anybody buy into this shit? Yeah. It's hard to believe that anybody takes this shit seriously, but obviously they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making shitloads of money. Or, I mean, at the very least, like, how do you trust anything coming out of Joel Osteen's mouth? Yeah. It's his lack of eyebrows that really, you know. <laughs> it's his tiny eyes that freak me the fuck out. He's got like He's tiny, got all those lights in his face. His little eyes, yeah. His little eyes. All right, uh, Brian, you can do this first one. Kenneth Copeland, infamously justified as private jet, saying you could not evangelize without the aircraft. If I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. It probably didn't help that in 2015, he compared flying commercial class to getting in a long tube with a bunch of demons to a fellow televangelist, Jesse Duplantis. When asked about making the statement about, you know, his fellow man, Copeland said, no, I do not. And don't you ever say that I did. While angrily pointing a finger at the journalist. Not only does he fly private, he owns an airport close to the Kenneth Copeland Ministries in Fort Worth. God damn, even an airport he owns? That's probably. Yeah, that's pretty fucking hardcore. Tithes and offerings. Good Lord, you can make that much money. Scamming dumb people? Yes, you can, Carlos. Well, yeah, I guess so. God damn. Baby Jesus needs your money. So he just can't fly with other people, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're demons in a long tube. (laughs) (laughs) Sperm. All right. So Desi Duplantis, the guy Copeland felt comfortable basically saying anyone flying commercial is a demon in a tube to, took things a step further and claimed that God told him he needs a private jet. Specifically, a Falcon 7X capable of flying up to 16 passengers at 700 miles an hour. I mean, that 
16 sounds like a lot of demons to me, but I guess that's <laughs> an acceptable amount of demons is 16. That's barely even a legion. Yeah, I guess so. I that's mean, it's no even... 25 demon plane. but I know. guess so, yeah. It's not enough for a Brussels orgy. Now, <laughs> some people believe that preachers shouldn't have jets, he said in a 2018 video. I really believe that preachers ought to have every available outlet to get this gospel preached to the world. In the same video, he showed off a photo of the three jets his ministry owns that bore the caption, quote, it's not about possessions, it's about priorities. So if it wasn't for these planes that they're buying themselves, they wouldn't be able to spread the word of God? Exactly, Carlos. They can't just be flying commercial to get to where they need to get. They need private airplanes. And so what if there's a little bit of leather on board? Yeah, fraternizing with these common folk. I mean, people that might actually even be lower social economic classes. I mean... What do you want this guy to do? Fucking accidentally bump into a real person? It's pretty obvious. I mean, to say it, but uh, yeah, you know, if you if they really fucking believe this shit, it's like, yeah, don't you want to be in a plane with a bunch of people and then spread the word about whatever it is that you're fucking trying to preach about? Although now that I think about it, though, it's probably a good thing that they have these private jets because I would be fucking annoyed all the hell if I was stuck sitting right next to a preacher trying to fucking convince me to be a Christian and shit. Don't worry about. I mean, unless you're flying first class, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Unless they have to pee and then they piss on me from like that one guy. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right. Trigger warning, trigger warning. Copeland's cunt of a wife, Gloria, is a preacher herself and served as one of President Trump's evangelical ministers. In a video published on her ministry's Facebook page, she insisted that children do not need a flu shot because Jesus had already bore out our sickness. We don't have a flu season, she said. And don't receive it when someone's threatening you with everybody's getting the flu. We've already had our shot. He bore our sickness and carried our diseases. To be fair, she did all this pre-COVID, but this is the kind of shit people will point to to justify being anti-vax. Yeah, this is another one of those things where like, I don't even give a fuck if this woman gets a vaccine and then gets the flu and dies. That'd be great. The problem is when, well, for, what, for one thing, she can spread it too you know god forbid she comes into contact with somebody that hasn't gotten a vaccine yet or whatever can't afford it or just doesn't have access to it and then she gets them sick but also if you put this on your kids that's fucked up man you can't yeah. you know I, I, fine have your own fucked up beliefs about whatever that jesus is going to save you from the flu but don't fucking make your kids also have to suffer through that shit because you're an idiot yeah dude i mean so this is a, a good use of the word cunt i would say this is a good label for this bitch. Yeah, yeah, I approve. I, I approve of Bobby's use of the word cunt in this script. All right, Brian, you can do this next one. South Carolina megachurch pastor John Gray gave his wife a $200,000 Lamborghini SUV for their eighth anniversary in 2018 and could only have caught more shit for it if he had driven it home on a road paved out of starving children. God helped me to make my wife's dream come true, he bragged on Instagram, showing off the vehicle. Within days of the original post, he defended his purchase online, alleging it was bought with not a nickel, not a penny of church funds, including his salary in a tearful video. In his defense, it may have been purchased with the nickels and pennies of earned interest from the ungodly sum he's amassed fleecing the poor of 10% of their income. That is a byproduct. 
Yeah, I never thought of it like that, but yeah, I guess that's a that's a loophole that you can use, just a workaround. It's like I didn't use yeah. any of the money that was given to me. It was just the interest that I made. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, God loves loopholes. Yeah, that's right. That's what he's gonna tell fucking God <laughs> when he's at the pearly gates. Like, actually, if you actually, look at it this actually, way, actually, if you yeah, well, if you talk to my to the contract, uh, if you talk to my accountant, you know, never mind that he's a Jew. Forget that part. God if is you, in the details. That yeah, he's like God doesn't read the small print. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. Pastor Robert Jeffries has said a lot of hateful things about the LGBT community. Mormons and Muslims claiming Muslims practice a religion that promotes pedophilia. That statement led to Tim Tebow canceling an appearance at Jeffries First Baptist Church, Dallas, another one of Trump's evangelical advisors. He claimed that God has given Trump authority to take out Kim Jong-un, backing up the suggested assassination using the Bible's Book of Romans. Well, this guy's completely off base because King Jong-un is fucking Trump's buddy. <laughs> yeah, he loves King Jong-un. He's having sexual intercourse with Trump's buddy. This isn't right. This guy is completely off base. That had to hurt losing Tim Tebow, though. So Tim Tebow is, the, for those who don't know, the, the guy that played like minor league football and did the little kneeling every time he threw a, a touchdown. He would just like kneel and make this little Jesus symbol thing or whatever. And he didn't really play in the NFL, I don't think, but he's still like every Christian's favorite football player. Well... He he was like famously celibate or whatever, but apparently I had heard on a podcast, I guess somebody somebody that went to school with him and knew him. Yeah, he wasn't fucking any of these girls, but he was just getting blown constantly. Loophole, we talked about. Oh, so he used a sodomy loophole. So anal yeah, sex. Loophole, exactly, loophole. Sex, probably, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. By the way, that's, a, that's the first time I've ever heard the term minor league football. You can tell Ian doesn't watch very much football when you call it minor league football. There's not I mean, he, play, he plays in some bush leagues. I don't even know what they're called. It's not even the NFL, though. But he's in professional football somewhere else. I don't no, know he plays baseball. Yeah. Unless, unless that's what you mean by minor league football is baseball. Ah, I, I didn't know he played baseball. <laughs> that's, I'm the only one. That's why I'm in charge of our fantasy football team. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, the, the thing is, like, when these people attack islam i'm like that's fine I, I don't like any religion but you're gonna say that muslims promote pedophilia is like have you seen the catholic church I guess... <laughs> yeah the catholic church is secretly a muslim front oh <laughs> shit indecorous damn that's so so yeah so they're a secret cell of the boom of the oh my god you didn't even think about that now it all makes sense see Mind blown. i can't believe you haven't started your own cult brian look i'm, I'm flying low on the radar doing a lot of pre-work very good that's that's why you're on the podcast i understand yeah. all right bobby you can do this next one jerry falwell jr took over as president of liberty university uh, the school from which degrees are taken on a level of seriousness somewhere between that of a theater and gender studies when his gay-hating pops died in 2007. That all came to a screeching halt after he was photographed with his pants unbuttoned and his hand around the waist of his wife's assistant, whose tit he had clearly either just touched or touched <laughs> just after the shutter released. Wait, wait, how do we know that? Uh, you gotta look at the picture. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Patreon supporters, you get to see that picture. <laughs> Rest of you just podcast listeners, yeah. you get to see no titty. It's yes. Well, I mean, no, there's no nude boob or anything, but he nipple. there's no, yeah, no nipple, but he very clearly, it's, it looks pretty obvious if you just 
if you see the picture, right. he, that he had touched it or was about to. I am fascinated because I, I'm fascinated by the thought of what a, a recently touched nipple looks like. <laughs> Just because I haven't seen very many nipples in my life. Jiggling. Falwell now wishes uh, he could go back in time to when people only thought he might be fucking his wife's assistant. Because it turns out Jerry Jr. liked to watch from the corner when his wife fucked their literal pool boy. Giancarlo Granda made the accusations, backed up with a digital trail of evidence a mile long after a business deal between him and the Falwells went south, probably because God told Falwell to fuck the guy out of money. <laughs> so the dude's a big old cuck, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he basically did what we just described earlier in the podcast that I would do with a threesome if I couldn't get in on it. I'll just fucking sit. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit on the corner and watch you guys fuck. By the way, Giancarlo Granda sounds like a fucking porn star name, like a European guy with a giant cock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though, and the pool boy thing is just yeah, a really, really setting the stage for that. Pool boy Giancarlo Granda just sounds like the opening credits of a gay porn. Actually, not even gay, just a fucking porn. So he's resigned, right? He's out of Liberty University now? Oh, yeah, they made him resign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he had to step down after the photo came out. This is one of those guys, like, this guy was very pro-Trump. Oh, yeah. Because I, I wonder the same thing about Lindsey Graham, that he was talking all kinds of shit about Trump before Trump was elected. Then he got elected, and then he became a total cuck for Trump. And I wonder, because Lindsey Graham, there's a lot of rumors that he's gay. Oh, yeah, big time. Closeted gay. And it makes me wonder, like, like, it makes everybody think, really, Trump must have some fucking pictures or video or evidence or some shit. So that's why fucking Lindsey Graham is such a pussy. Which makes me wonder if that's why this dude was such a pro-Trump dude is because he was afraid this shit was going to get out. And yeah, dude. Trump knew about it. Just like our dude from the, the second indecorous news story, I mean... Guy is fucking hating on the LGBT involved in a gay orgy. So I think that this is another reason that a lot of the conservatives use the term cuck to kind of demean liberals, but it turns out quite a few of them are in fact cucks. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those projection things is that they, they totally, man. call other people what they are fucking doing. All right, Brian, now you can uh, do this next one. Ted Haggard, founder of New Life Church and member of former President George W. Bush's Council of Nonsense, finally put the nail in his coffin. When he led the charge for an amendment to the Colorado Constitution that would ban gay marriage. This led the male prostitute he had been seeing for the last three years and smoking meth with <laughs> to come forth and shed light on the closeted hypocrites' transgressions. God damn, so not just male prostitute. He wasn't just fucking this dude, he was fucking mething it up. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Mething it up. Check yourself before you mess yourself. Hegegaard initially denied the claims of male prostitute with a cool name, Mike Jones. Yeah, that's another one of those names that's fucking perfect for a male <laughs> prostitute. Mike <laughs> yeah. He should get together with... Uh, with Carlos jo Danger. Giovanni, yeah, Carlos Danger and Giovanni Granda. Mike Johnson would have been slightly better. <laughs> but later admitted to receiving a message and purchasing methamphetamine that he later threw away, you know? <laughs> yeah, because that's what you do. It got old. It got expired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you want to throw your meth out if you don't use it within four weeks, or at least keep it refrigerated. <laughs> Can you make a cough medicine with meth that it's expired? Can you at least save that part of it or something? Can you, like, reverse it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Dude, Joe Mackey has, has that great joke about how it's, it's so hard to buy Sudafed that he will buy methamphetamine 
and take it back to the lab and like reverse engineer it into Sudafed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just got a cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going, uh, Brian. Oh, where was I? Uh, Mike Jones, later made. Uh, you said, you did say message instead of massage, though. He got a, oh, he yeah. to a massage. Well, did something? What happened? Yeah. Just it? start from Haggard initially. Haggard initially denied the claims of male prostitute with a cool name, Mike Jones. Wait, that's a rapper. Yeah. Really? Mike Jones. He's also a prostitute with a cool name. Yeah. Oh, there, later, there's a rapper, Mike Jones? Yeah. 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 My oh, name fuck. is who? Oh, Mike Jones. Yeah. 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 Fun fact. But later admitted to receiving a massage and purchasing methamphetamine that he later threw away. You know, like how Clinton didn't inhale. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. did, I, did I read that right? Is that how we're... Now, now you got it. Okay. Hagagard eventually admitted to using the drugs and getting a handy from Jones. Oh, boy. Ah, I'm going to the store, going to get a handy from Jones, eh? Hey, give him a five. Seconds. I don't, I don't, that's kind of lame, though. That's all he got was a fucking hand job. That's all he'll admit. That's what he admitted to. Oh, yeah, exactly. okay, okay, that's got it, like, got it. Yeah. But to be fair, if you receive the massage, a handy is the next logical step. I mean, listen, I'm not hating on hand jobs. I enjoy them. It just seems like, dude, if you're fucking doing meth with a dude. Take it or leave it on hand Fucking, so. nah, I'm, I'm all for it, but it's like, goddamn, man, get your get your money's it's worth. It's like I'm so much better at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, it is. All right. He also admitted to a consensual sexual relationship with a man from his church who was paid $179,000 in hush money and didn't provide a direct answer when asked if he had additional gay relationships. Like, so now I'm thinking that might be the way to fucking make a lot of money is you have a gay relationship with some of these preachers and then be like, hey, I mean, if you don't want me to talk about this shit, how about $179,000? Yeah, just pull a number out of your ass. I, I have a different hot take on this, though. Um, this is one of the situations where the obvious way to look at this is here's a piece of shit hypocrite that was trying to like ban gay marriage. Turns out the guy is having the gay sex, but maybe, maybe it wasn't that harsh. Maybe it was just, he was doing meth with his little butt buddy and then things got a little hot and heavy. And the guy's like, you know what? I really like you. Maybe we should get married. He's like, Oh, uh, I, I, I'm going to, uh, it's banned. You see, yeah, I just it's about to be illegal. I heard we can't, we can't get married. You know, maybe he fooled around with the stage five clinger and he had to act fast. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's what it is then. Exactly, dude. Somebody yeah. was trying to take that yeah. shit to the next level, and he was like, I got to put a stop to this. I'm going to go pass a bill. Well, so I, I mean, just... meth is known as the love drug. <laughs> the drug of romance. Think about this. Maybe he is perfectly fine with gay fucking. He just doesn't like them getting married. Exactly. Like, yeah, have sex all you want. Just don't get married. Like, instead of husband and wife, it'd be butt buddies. Exactly. That should, yeah, that should be an official government designation as butt buddies. Was well, a South Park episode? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was okay. Instead of calling it married, we'll call you guys butt buddies, and that'll fix everything. Perfect. Yeah, I'm thinking South Park solved every problem we have in the world. I don't know what people don't listen enough. They really have. Well, I'll do this last one. It's hard to think of mega church pastor scumbags without putting Joel Ost. Uh, is it Austin? Or Osteen. Osteen? I don't know. Okay. Everybody would say Osteen. Uh, putting Joel Osteen and his 50 million net worth at or near the top of the list. 
In the wake of Hurricane Harvey in 2017, Austin was criticized for not welcoming hurricane evacuees into his Lakewood, Texas megachurch, instead locking the doors and claiming the building was inaccessible because, quote, severe flooding. Unfortunately for Osteen, a bunch of locals and their smartphones were happy to post photos showing that streets surrounding the church were easy to get to. Instead of saying he didn't want the nasty-ass commercial flying demon hurricane evacuees to fuck up the building he demands 10% of his followers' income from, he said, We are prepared to house people once shelters reach capacity. He really should have taken the opportunity to point out that it must be a miracle the severe flooding that made the church inaccessible subsided shortly after he was criticized. Yeah, that's a good point. He should have just been like, I'm like Moses, bitch. This shit was yeah. flooded as fuck, but then I did a little prayer and shit, and God was like, all right, I got you, bro. Fucking cleared up that flooding and shit. Yeah, now get get these people in here as soon as the shelters are full. Yeah, as, as soon as you exhaust every <laughs> other way of sheltering these poor people. If there is anywhere else you can put these disgusting people, uh, yeah. keep them out of my church unless... They're here giving me money. So unless they're here to give me money, they can't come in. If you absolutely run out of gutter space, you can put them yeah. in my fucking church. Yeah, anybody that flies private is welcome in the church. Well, just to put a wrap on those whole thing, this whole concept of mega churches is a little alien to me because I was raised Catholic and I lived for a long time. I lived in Colombia in South America where everybody's Catholic. So you just go to whatever your local church is. There is not like competing pastors trying to attract more people. It's just like, ah, whoever goes to wherever goes to wherever because they're all fucking preaching the same shit. But it seems that this is such a fucking business here in the United States where, yeah, it's, it's almost like a, like a band trying to draw the most people to their shows. Yeah, yeah. It's like on Sunday we got preaching and then the next day they're filming Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy to me that this is a thing and it's a very, obviously a very profitable fucking, because they're making all this money off of the money that people are donating. Yeah. 10% of people's income. That's usually the tithing ratio. Of have you use. ever been to a megachurch? I've never been to a megachurch, no. ever. I have one. How was that? Weird. As weird as you'd think, it's just very... Yeah, guys, give it up to him. It's like a rock show, kind right. of. And there's prayers, and there's a lot of, man, megachurch music is the worst. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, just, it's the worst. Like Creed, basically. You can't be wrong. Just say Jesus, and it's a good song, right? Like the, oh. the bar of excellence is so incredibly low. It's wild. It's like, here's an A chord and a B chord. And a is there, because um, again, this is how ignorant I'm. Can anybody just go to these mega church services? Oh, yeah, for sure. You just walk in. And it's not, there's no like cover charge or whatever. Well, most of these guys aren't <laughs> Joel Osteen. Most well, ten, yeah. 10% of your income is the suggested cover charge, Carlos. But that's nothing compared to what you're going to get back in the form of God's blessings, Ian. Have the price on eternal salvation. Yeah, it's dude, it's it's an investment. It really, I mean, well, a lot of these guys too, <laughs> the successful ones are what they call prosperity preachers, and it's being wealthy is just is God blessing you, and you're not going to be able to get that if you don't give Joel Osteen. 10% of your income. But is that, so is that the way it works? Like to get in, you're like, oh, here's a, your 10% donation or whatever. Pretty much. He's, I guess, like charismatic and, con, you know, just convincing enough that these people do that voluntarily. Yeah. You know, 
because that that was the thing too is i mean even at the height of the foreclosure crisis years ago and the one that's coming up around the corner uh <laughs> these guys were still telling people like look you're gonna think that now is the time to cut back on things like tithing <laughs> but now is when you really have to tithe because you're you're gonna need those blessings more than ever oh right 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 like in yeah. these trying times is when you want to really get into good graces of god yeah exactly i mean god god's gonna have to choose some people to bless uh you want to be on his good side yeah. religion think, is recession proof <laughs> exactly. you think you need the money god really needs the money so if I were to go to one of these places, I would have to do that up front. I mean, it's not obviously it's not an obligation, but but would I get like the fucked up seats if I don't donate? You get you get this this fucked up seat. You get nosebleed seats and stink eye. Yeah, I, I have, I've never been to a Joel Osteen show uh, concert, <laughs> um, but the mega church that I went to here in Charlotte all those years ago. Dude, so they have water slide baptisms now. Oh, I thought it was baptisms. So you gotta like, make it fun. Yeah, dude. I mean, so you know, if you think of your favorite childhood thing, pretending that religion's real, water slides. It goes hand in hand, you know. So there you go. No, we've been through this. We we discussed this, Ian. That's not true. <laughs> That's a Babylon B article, bro. <laughs> no, dude. This is legit. This is no, dude. This is an. Uh, this is another thing. I thought we already established this. That it's a Babylon B article. Yeah. You're you're so gullible. I'm surprised you're not religious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah, because when you told that story on the podcast, I looked it up because I was like, we have to do a full fucking article on this shit. And then it pu I pull it up. It's the Babylon. We, you got taken by the onion of the right. <laughs> but why would the onion of the right be going after their own, you know, I don't know. Because the Evolution Church is too liberal, damn it. Yeah. Oh, Gee, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, man, you can't come out there preaching and not wearing a suit, all right? I mean, act like you're down to earth and accessible. Hi, bye. Before the record, I didn't find this on Babylon B. I found it on like a news story. That... From what? From the New York Times? <laughs> well, this shit's going off the rails. So what happened? Okay, now, now Brian sounds like he's in a cave. Ian, quit the podcast because we're not using Babylon B as a source anymore. <laughs> he's like fake news well yeah i don't know what babylon b is. it's it's yeah a lot of people don't but it's it's like trump actually didn't trump retweet it recently I, I forget what it was that he retweeted but it was just it's just a satire website but it's like it's more right leaning than the than the onion is mm. so oh. they'll post satire stories but that are more Leaning towards conservative. You mean more honest? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Less fake newsy. Yeah, they're courageous fake enough newsy. to tell the truth. All right, we're going to our next segment, Indecorous Laws. We're doing Nebraska this week, every week, or whenever we feel like it. We highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States of America. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. One of them might be unverified. Actually, this week, it might be more than one, because I couldn't find a whole lot of Nebraska laws. Yeah, Well, it's hard to find. I mean, I mean, honestly, nobody gives a fuck about Nebraska. I'm sorry, Nebraska. We give a fuck about you. But other than, I think, Bruce Springsteen named one of his albums Nebraska, and then I think it's kind of gone downhill from there. <laughs> 
that was the height of Nebraska fame. Yeah, that was the height of Nebraska fame about 25 years ago, and then uh, and then I think they have the minor league baseball. Oh no, the college baseball World Series is in Omaha, I believe. Okay. Right, Ian. Yeah, that and uh, Warren yeah, Buffett. Yeah, That's, you're that... you're our point guy on sports. <laughs> All right, but Bobby, you can do this first lot. Uh, in Nebraska, you cannot purchase a cocktail that mixes liquor and beer. Now, is that is there a whole lot of? I don't, I don't do cocktails very often. I usually just drink straight up beer. Is there a lot of cocktails that have beer and liquor mixes? I wouldn't say a lot. Irish car bombs. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, was the the Irish car bomb. Yeah. What is the Irish car bomb? As fucking insensitive as that sounds. Yeah. For a name of a fucking liquor well, drink. All drinks are named after either sex or violence. <laughs> I mean, but that one, I've always thought that one was particularly offensive. Like, I, you know, I know there's like sex in the beach and whatever the fuck, but yeah. fucking, that's like calling one like the fucking Oklahoma City bombing or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, the not, you can get to make a drink and call it the 9-11. <laughs> yeah, the 9-11 or some shit like that. It's just two Irish car bombs. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh no, but an Irish car bomb is it's a shot of Bailey's Irish cream liqueur and Jameson that's dropped in uh, like half a glass of Guinness oh. and then you chug the whole thing. Well, you know what? Maybe the thing is that Nebraska is more woke and they're like, that is offensive. How yeah. dare yeah, you? It's, <laughs> it's just the fact that you're mixing different colors of liquid together. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably it. That's why they're against it. Yeah. All right, Brian, you can do this next law. It's illegal to get married in Nebraska if you have venereal disease. However, if the other spouse is aware of the disease at the time of marriage, they can't try to annul the marriage later on these grounds. Yes. So if you have a disease, I'm assuming what they're saying here is that you got to tell the other person. Because I can't imagine, like, if you both have herpes, then why would you not? I mean, it's not like you can get double herpes, right? There's different strains. <laughs> yeah, superpes. Oh, is, how many strains are there, Brian? You're our point man on herpes. Pretty sure there's two. Uh, herpes simplex 1 and herpes simplex 2. Okay, so I, I wonder if it... Uh, well, actually, I mean, the whole thing just says if you have a venereal disease, period. You can have mouth herpes, and then you can have dick and mouth herpes. Yeah, I, I, you might as well complete the set, is what I say. What about a penile <laughs> disease? Would that still count as well, or is it only for the ladies? What? Uh, well, I'm I'm assuming it's either way. But what would count as a penile disease? I mean, herpes, of course. You know, then you got a what? No, you got, both sexes can get that, Ian. Well, uh, I mean, there's there's different flavors of it. I mean, you've got the the crotch lice. I mean. But what's the cr the crotch slice herpes? Yeah, I mean, one 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 only assumed that the ladies shave down there. Are you just calling every disease herpes? Uh, the clap. I mean, I guess that, people can both get the clap. Shit. Uh, gonorrhea. Syphilis. Yeah, all, all women shave their pubes so they don't get lice. That is specific or uh, crabs, I should say. It's a specific male thing. I'm I'm sorry, I was wrong. Can you get lice? Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. I mean, women could in theory get this if they were rocking the '70s muff, but that went out of vogue. Like so long ago, it's almost exclusively a man disease to get right. the crutch like Yeah, I, yeah, Ian, I think you're confused, and you're just thinking of testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and cervical cancer. 
Okay. Can you give can you give a woman testicular cancer? Is that what we're trying to say here? Is that the conspiracy theory we're trying to If you fuck her good now? enough, you can, Carlos. You fuck anyone good enough, you can. Put your balls into it. Yeah, dude. All right. I got this next uh, law. Aircraft operation while under influence of liquor or drug is prohibited. It is unlawful for any person to operate or be in the actual physical control of any aircraft while under the influence of alcoholic liquor or any drug or when the person has five hundreds of one percent or more by weight of alcohol in his or her body fluid as shown by chemical analysis of his or her blood or breath. Now, I'm so, I mean, this is... That's this is one of those where it's like, this is, Nebraska had to, had to write their own law about this? Is this now like a federal regulation? Yeah, I mean, you know, different states have different laws, so. Yeah. So, so, like, so like, if you're hammered at flying a plane and you're driving, you're flying through Nebraska, it's like, hey, let's get really quickly through Nebraska. Let's get to Oklahoma. <laughs> where it's they're, yeah. where they're I, cool. I feel, like, I feel like it's only going to come up in the event of a crash, so. Don't worry, it's just going to be on the toxicology report. Yeah, that's right. They're going to find you after you're dead. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's it's probably one of those things. I bet every state has to. I mean, yeah, it's probably federally illegal. But what if you don't? If you don't cross state lines, then that's not under federal jurisdiction. So if Nevada's cool with it, you can drink alcohol and fly. It's kind of like how uh, weed is legal in California, but it's illegal in America. And now there's a chuckle as to who's. Uh, Love. Okay, so so if you're a pilot that only flies inside one state, yeah. then that's that's who that's aimed towards. Right. Okay. See, I, I always picture airplane pilots as flying all over the place. I can't. I've never thought of like interests like just like I I I only fly in in Montana, dude. That's all I can do. I, I would also like to point out that uh, earlier, Brian, you just you separated California from the rest of. The United States of America, which is exactly what the Republican Party would like to do. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, the fucking the left coast, bro. Yeah. That's that, yeah. That would be that seems like a very limited thing to me that to be an airplane pilot, but then be like, nah, I'm just I just do Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. It's like like truckers. You don't do long hauls. I I, yeah, I just do local <laughs> flights. Like I do like three minute flights. If you if you fly a 747, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you've got like a, a little two-seater, you know, and it's Nebraska, so you might have a little two-seater that can only travel 100 miles, you know. That... See, I'm not, I'm not even familiar. I didn't know there were two-seaters. There's two-seaters? There's one-seaters. What? Ultra yeah. light, you know. Oh, oh. Well, tiny oh not oh, commercial, oh. dude. There's proper airplane. Okay. Only have okay. Yeah. All I'm saying is you, you, uh, you demons need to try flying private, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Also, it says aircraft, so helicopters. Oh yeah, good point. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So every state has to do their thing, otherwise people are just gonna get fucking hammered and be like, I cross no lines, bro. Well, well they had to say aircraft. Some drunk guy made his own jetpack. Yeah, yeah. That's. I was about to say. Even as I was reading this shit, I was like, because it it actually says, operate or be in the actual physical control. Like they they get so specific about all this shit. Like, what is the difference? But I guess that's how you fucking specific you're gonna get. Because I was like, hey, is this an aircraft? It's just a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened. There there was an incident. Something happened exactly. <laughs> but then you also got like uh, hot air balloons, blimps. You know, someone figured it out. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. So, Ian, you can do this next one. You might be arrested if your child belches in church. 
Now this, I'm thinking, might stem from that whole, this is why you can't have a cocktail with beer and liquor in it. Yeah, dude, you bring a drunk kid to church, he's going to make a fool of himself Yeah, shame the family. Yeah. Just give him liquor, because the beer is going to make him burp. I could see it. Yeah, it's going to, and if it's a mega church, and like that might be transmitted on television and shit, it's going to ruin the fucking broadcast. Yep, this one checks out. <laughs> All right, Brian, you can do this next one. Men with shaved chests are prohibited from running around. Because they're not manly, right? Well, because they're nipples. <laughs> it's a really fat dude. It might be mistaken for breasts. Oh, I see. For someone from a distance might be trying to fap. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, uh, so, yeah, I wish, I wish I could use this as an excuse as to why I don't exercise, but I mean, whatevs. <laughs> all right, Bobby, you can do this last one. Yeah, I can watch this is in all caps, but donut shops are prohibited from selling donut holes. That's right. That's right. Apparently, if it, well, again, it's like it depends on how specific you're going to. This is actually not from the fucking code. Hey, hey, actually, here's a first for the podcast. This is one that is not verified. This is the first time I've ever admitted to one of them that actually, because I always say I'm going to tell you which one is not verified. This one's not verified. So it may not may or may not be true that donut shops are prohibited from selling donut holes in Nebraska. But according to one website. On the internet, and when has the internet ever lied to us? The donut shops are prohibited from selling donut holes, but according to just the wording that they're using here, other people can sell donut holes, right? Well, oh yeah, okay, okay. Donut shops can't do it; other people can. Yeah, I was picturing a scenario where like Dunkin' Donuts called the cops on Krispy Kreme or something, and then the cops were like, "Well, you're selling them too," and they're like, "No, nah, man, these are Munchkins." Oh, see that—that's a fucking. I like that fucking theory. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it because, to be honest with you, for a long time, because I grew up in the Northeast where Dunkin' Donuts was the only game in town, and they always they always called them Munchkins. So I didn't realize when I, when I first heard the term donut holes, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about, and that's what Munchkins are. Yeah. So, bam. I correct people. If somebody tries to sell me donut holes, I'm like, you mean munchkins? Yes. And, you know, the great thing about living in the South is that they always appreciate it when somebody from the North tells them the correct way of saying things. (laughs) All right, guys. We've reached the end of the podcast. We did it, guys. How about that? Oh, shit. Can you believe it? Shit. Like, usually I say these in jest, but tonight it was like, holy shit, we actually did do this. After all the technical difficulties. (laughs) Somehow plowed through it but brian you can you survive dude i i did well i thank you guys you got me through it i could have done it without you we plowed through it like a 25 man gangbang <laughs> yeah this is why your hands are all bloody now after this podcast you can survive this you can survive COVID. brad what is this podcast that you're doing oh that's right vicious pineapple okay what is that all about well basically we get together it's like a kickback and we just talk. So nothing at all. Really, it's the, we're on episode four now recording. We released the first one this week. It's just been us venting about woke shit. You know, that, that was oh. the plan, but that's sort of what it's been. We, I believe, we're pro all the things you're supposed to be pro, but like sometimes it's like, man, you know? It gets out of hand. That, that's you and Brian O'Neill. Yeah, that's not the mission statement of the podcast. I'm just letting you know. That's what it's turned into the last four <laughs> episodes or so. We might pivot or come up with some other actual, you know, like what you guys have. You have structure. We have none of that. 
yeah, man, we have uh, we have all this technical shit figured out. You guys will get there eventually. Yeah, we're two mostly black hetero flexible males, but like sometimes all the woke shit, man. It... I was on your little thing that you did for a second before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that get killed by COVID? Um, no, it got killed by my own apathy. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happens. But that's um, yeah. I, look, recording that episode with you was very fun. It was a very fun recording. Yeah, no, I, I got like ten thousand followers off of that. Uh, hey man, I, I make him, I make him break people. That's what Fuck I do. Fuck yeah, dude, you're the kingmaker. Hey man, I, I, I'm the crowns. I'm the crownsman. I crown. All right, Brad, and social media. Plug your social media. Yo, man. find me on all social media at the Pen Project. That's the P E N N. Project, all one word, all lowercase, at the pin project. Ryan, thank you for doing the podcast, my dude. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, brother. Bobby, it was good meeting you. Ian, keep it behind. Uh, The rest (laughs) of you guys, like, just keep on. uh, Remember the the reference to the. Yeah, keep on keeping on or something like that. Keep on trucking. Stay alive. Keep on trucking. Sounds good. All right, man. All right, love it, Brian. Take care. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Take care. Bobby, you got any last words? All right, that's good. It helps us wrap it up faster when you just sigh. Yeah. That's what I'm going to ask next time. It's like, do you have any last sighs? Yeah, that's what this podcast brings out of me. Yep. How about you, Ian? Any last words? So I'm going to throw back to Bobby on this one because I've got a question that's been sort of keeping me puzzled at night thinking about this call back to an old episode where he actually said something to the effect of his grandparents killed and ate his pet bunny rabbit and oh yeah he said it kind of like it was a serious thing yeah that was for real at the time we just kind of we perused over that and just went right to the next topic and some people might think he was just riffing and it was just a joke but i i mean we didn't really explore this so i want to explore this yeah it really happened yeah but first of all i don't think you're using the word peruse i don't think that's the right terminology in peruse You know, like when you're browsing in a thrift store? Yeah, we just browsed. And you come across my dead rabbit story? Yeah, right. (laughs) It's almost like you're inventing your own lingo here. (laughs) But no, like we were talking about something else and he just threw it out really quick. He's like, oh yeah, my grandparents ate my pet rabbit. And then we just, okay, cool. Then we just went right to the next thing and Uh, never... We glossed over it is what I think you're trying to say. Exactly. What What happened was, I think they got us the rabbit and then it was basically like, here, you take care of this until it's old enough for us to kill and eat. <laughs> what? I think, yeah, I, that's kind of exactly what I was trying to say, because I was trying to say, yeah, they got us the rabbit, and then they got hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't counting on getting hungry after they got us the animal that could be eaten. Yeah, it wasn't like later that day or anything. I mean, this is, you know, after, after months, and we had gotten to love it. <laughs> well, well that, that's when rabbits taste the best is when they have a lot of love yeah that's, that's true yeah. Other, otherwise they're gamey with hate in their heart that's the secret ingredient <laughs> nothing tenderizes a rabbit like a child's love <laughs> alright so I know I'm probably touching on a sore subject here but was your pet rabbit delicious Bobby uh, I don't I don't even know if we got to eat you know the fruits of our labor wow uh, now that i think about it <laughs> insult to injury bro. i don't i mean this is i was really little so i don't even really remember this story was kind of told to me later so i have no emotional investment in this rabbit or anything it certainly wasn't getting delicious based off of my love uh maybe my sister's <laughs> but <laughs> so do you got any uh p- plot 
any sort of diabolical get even scorecard kind of thing against his grandparents or are they already did uh one of them is okay yeah. so the living one's still in play so you got some time to plot something a little payback is no, a bitch. every every time i talk to her she's just like i don't know why the lord didn't take me again today <laughs> I'm, I'm serious yeah no she's at peace with everything it's it's awesome she, dude, she's the funniest woman i know <laughs> and i don't mean that in like in a women aren't funny way she's fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of i guess if you look at it that way it's like yeah the woman that keeps telling me that she wants to die is the funniest woman i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> no i said that and i i re- like i didn't mean it in that way but no, she's just, she's hilarious. She grew up in the depression and has lived quite a life that also involved eating our rabbit. Well, that's one of those things I was like, we mentioned this on the podcast earlier about old people, but some of the funniest people are old people. And part of it, I think, is because they don't give a fuck anymore, but it can go both ways. Yeah. Some old people turn really cool. Some old people just become curmudgeons. Yeah. Well, I mean, just fucking asshole curmudgeon pieces of shit. But again, I mean, it's probably just a function of how you lived your life. If you lived a good life, then you're going to end up being a cool old person. If you were a miserable douche, you're going to be a miserable douche when you're fucking old. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's the podcast. Did, oh, did that answer your question, Ian? It, it sure did. Very well. Got a smile on my face knowing that Bobby's dead pet was nourishment for his grandparents. Very good. And I have nothing to plug. You can follow me online if you want. You can go to Twitter at Carlos underscore Valencia or Instagram at Carlos B. Comedy or my website at CarlosBComedy.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Boom. Indecorous.